Say, did you get a good view of El Capitan when we were back in the valley? Ah, it's especially mesmerizing during sunset, believe me. And it's also where the natural firefall takes place around February each year. This giant hunk of granite rises over 3,000 feet above the valley floor. When the Mariposa Battalion entered the valley to forcibly remove the Awanichi tribe, one of the volunteers, a Dr. Lafayette Bunel, gave it the name El Capitan. It means the captain in Spanish. Now, there's the geological story of how El Capitan came to be, and I talk about that back in the valley where I describe the whole Sierra Nevada, including El Capitan, as one giant piece of granite. But there's another version of the story from the Awanichi tribe. This version reminds us that even the biggest obstacles can be overcome by the smallest of us. This tale takes place in a time when animals could talk. Or, depending on who you ask, when animals and people were, well, kind of the same thing. Animals spoke, dressed, and even walked like people. <laughs> I'll leave it up to your imagination. You see, one day, Mother Grizzly Bear took her two cubs, older brother and younger brother, down to the Merced River to catch a few fish. Now, the cubs splashed and played in the water and scared all the fish away, so Mother Grizzly Bear sent them to hunt for berries instead. Don't wander off too far, she hollered. They played and splashed along the river until they became tired. And there was a nice, inviting flat rock there by the river. So they just laid on top of it and took a nap. But then a mysterious thing happened. As they slept, the rock grew bigger and taller and higher up to the sky it grew until it was a huge mountain with a sheer cliff facing the river and the cubs oh, they were fast asleep the whole time typical isn't it you can't get them to sleep at bedtime but if a mountain pops up underneath them hey they just sleep right through it well Mother Grizzly Bear wrapped up her fishing and went to look for her cubs. But they were nowhere to be found. She asked the other animals for help. Have you seen my cubs? She asked her neighbors. Mother Deer, Mountain Lion, Gray Fox, everyone helped the concerned mother look for her cubs. Finally, Red-Tailed Hawk, flying high above the valley, spotted the cubs sleeping by the edge of a cliff. The animals raced to the bottom of the mountain, but it was a long way up. Mother Grizzly Bear leapt onto the cliff, but the smooth granite of the mountain was just too slippery. She didn't make it very far. All the animals with their hooves and their paws and their claws, they tried to climb the mountain to reach the cubs, but nobody could do it. Poor Mother Grizzly Bear. Can you imagine? Her cubs were stuck on the top of a mountain 
and she had no way to save them. What could she do? What would you do? Now, where were we in the story? Ah, yes, yes, yes. The cubs were still asleep on top of a mountain, and Mother Grizzly Bear was out of ideas. As you can imagine, that's a very terrifying situation for a parent, any parent. Everyone had tried to climb up the cliff, but it was just too hard. Their paws just they couldn't hold onto the smooth granite. But then, when all hope was lost, an inchworm came by. I can try," said the inchworm. Well, the animals laughed at him. Surely, if they couldn't scale the cliff, neither could a tiny inchworm. They all laughed. That is, except for Mother Grizzly Bear. Yes, yes. Oh, thank you so much for your help. She sobbed. So the inchworm got started. As he climbed, he chanted, "Tutok, tutok, tutok." Now you've seen an inchworm, haven't you? They curl themselves up into an arch and then reach out with their front legs to where they're going. So imagine he said "tu" when his body curved, and "tok" when he stretched to climb. Tutok, tutok, tutok. Up and up the inchworm climbed, brave and true, but still very small. Even after a hard day of climbing. The animals standing at the base could still see him, but he didn't stop, and he didn't turn around. Up he climbed, chanting "Tutok, Tutok." That means something like, you know, inch by inch. And as he climbed, he left a sticky string on the cliff, so he would know the safe way back. Inchworms can do that, you know, just like spiders. After a few days, the inchworm reached the top of the cliff and woke the cubs. Everything about their situation was very startling, as you can well imagine. So they began to cry. The inchworm said, "I know a safe way down. Older brother, you follow me. Younger brother, take all the same steps as older brother." Now. In some versions, the inchworm actually carries the cubs on its back, but I have a hard time imagining that. So, the three of them slowly, carefully, hiked back down the cliff. Meanwhile, the animals at the bottom of the cliff grew anxious. The cliff was so high they long ago lost sight of the inchworm, and it had been a few days. But then, they saw them—tiny dots, way up high, climbing down. The inchworm, following his string, told the cubs exactly where to climb, and they listened. And that way, they reached the bottom. The animals cheered, and Mother Grizzly gave her cubs a great big bear hug. <laughs> 
To honor the inchworm's bravery, the animals named the mountain Tutokunula, meaning Measuring Worm Stone. To this very day, that's the Awanichi name for El Capitan, the Measuring Worm Stone. There's a great children's book called Two Bear Cubs by Robert D. Sansouci that tells the story. You'll probably find it in gift shops throughout the park. Now, isn't that a neat little story? I think it's fascinating that the most impressive monolith in all of Yosemite has got the cutest name.